Okay, let's get going. Today's daf is Chav Gimel. We are holding at the bottom of Chav Beis and Beis at the Mishnah. Now, there's going to be at least three ways to interpret this Mishnah, and it all is based on the Machlokas that we ended off yesterday, Machlokas between Rav Meir and Rav Lozer. So there's a few major machlokas in that take us throughout the Masechta. We had the interpretation of the first mission between Rabba and Rava. And the second uh, huge machlokas that we're going to get into, which we've already been dealing with, is the machlokas between Rameya and Rabba Loza. Now what basically the premise of that machlokas is, the Pasuk says, because of law. Because of law and us. And we learn out a number of different halachas from there. We learn out, first of all, that law has to be lishma. You also learn how the cost of a nasan that can't be mechuber, can't be anything interposing, can be a katsitsa that's required in between. But really the machlok is, what is the cost of going on? Rav Meir learns is that the ksiva that it's referring to in the pasuk is the Eide Hasima. Because he holds the Eide Hasima karti, that's what executes the the the, the, uh, the gives its, its vitality to the get that and therefore the, what all the halachas whatever you learn from the kasev is specifically talking about ede chasima. It's not talking about the Torah. It's not talking about the tofus. The two different parts of the get. I'm not talking about the ksivas that get itself, but the actual signature of the signing. Rabbi Loza holds you don't need adam signed in the get. If you don't need adam signed in the get, then obviously the kasev cannot be going. On the Eide Chasima, he also used Eide Mesira to execute the get. So what's the Kasav going on? So the Kasav is going on the Torah. That's the essential part, not the entire get, but the essential part, as opposed to the boiler, ma- uh, boiler uh, making part of it, what's the, what is it called? Boiler, when you use this, it's a, it's a tofus, a template, a boiler temple plate. So that's what it's not going, but it's going on the Torah, not on the tofus. That's, that's what he learns. Now, and therefore, all the halachas of, of ketzitza disqualified on lishma is specifically going on the ksiva of the Torah. That's what it's going on, and not on the chasimus edim. According to we're going to see, Rashi is going to point out later on is that even Rabbi Lazar the Chacham came later on and said that you should have ede chasima, and they usually Rashi says usually the ede chasima were used for the ede mesira. So when it refers to chasima. According to Rabbi Lazar, many times when someone says Eide Chasima, it's the Eide Mesira, because they used to use the same Eidem. Once the Chachamim established that you should have Eide Chasima, they were also used for the Eide Mesira. And that'll answer up a couple of questions that we're going to have later on. Now let's go through this mission. As I said, there's going to be three different interpretations. So, that you can use anybody to actually write the get. Even if somebody is a cheresh, cheresh usually can mean uh, that he doesn't enter a shameva in the dollars, it can mute. And completely incompetent. Shota is an imbecile, right? And cotton is a minor. So there's no das over there, but nevertheless, you can use them to write the get. And uh, that's, so that's the first halacha. The first halacha is, even if somebody is mentally competent, he can write the get. We'll have to explain what that means. Second halacha of the Mishnah is that even though normally, since the get has to come from the man to the woman, so who usually would write the get? Either the man, or somebody that he is instructed to write the get. To, uh, to, for, for expedia, expedience, and to facilitate that it gets done in the quickest possible manner, the Rachamim allowed that a woman either write it or pay somebody to have it written, However, what they would have to then do is what? The machnet over to the husband so that he could fulfill the halacha of a nasan, uh, the yada. That, that's right. Also, similar halacha, which we also had this yesterday, is that usually when a man pays for the ksuva, right? So he wants to make sure that the woman is not going to collect again. So what he needs to do when he pays the ksuva, so he needs to make sure that she gives him a receipt. a receipt that basically says that if she ever goes to any other court and says, I haven't got my ksuva yet, he'll pull out the receipt and shows me that. It's called a shover. It's called a, a receipt. So usually, who would have to write the receipt and give it to who? Usually it's the wife would write the receipt 
and then give it to the husband. But here too, also for expedience purposes, is they allowed the husband to write the receipt, be it to the wife, that she then can go ahead and give it to him when he pays up the ksuba. Same halachah. So both the woman can write the get and the man can write the receipt. Now, the last line is going to be, The simple reading says, because what, what the kiyum baget, what gives the get its kiyum, its veracity, its viability, is chosma, is the signatures. Now, that would seem to be straight out of whose playbook? Rav Meir, right? We have to see that seems to be straight up. And, but what is that explaining? Is that explaining that's why the Isha Kosev is Gita, but Isha Kosev is Shovro? Or is it explaining our cold chain lift those again? What is that last line coming to explain? Depending on the three ways of learning the Mishnah, we're going to have to explain differently what that last line is coming to explain. So let's bear with me and then we'll get to it. So now the Gemara asks the following question, and this is how Rashi interprets it. It says, What do you mean that you can use people that, are, that are, do not have das? How can you have them write the get? Says Rashi, is the Chorah, you need to have Lishma. The cost of law requires Lishma. How can they imbue the writing with Lishma if they do not have das? Right? Comes along the Gemara, He says that the way it works is you have to have a competent person, an adult, standing over them when they are riding. And therefore, says Rashi, when that adult is standing over them and instructs the Cherishite Vakatan, says, you are doing this for the sake of this particular woman, that makes it as if it is being done, what? Lishma. Now, let's step back for a moment, okay? If this is the way Rav Huna is explaining the Mishnah, then Lechora, Rav Huna is taking on that the Ksiva of the Get has to be written Lishma. Whose opinion does that have to be? Has to be going like Rav Elazar. Because according to Rav Meir, only the Chasima needs to be done Lishma. Not the Ksiva. You missed the beginning of the Shir. And therefore, that's what the, so you, the, the that's the, therefore Rav Huna's interpretation that he says that you have to worry about Lishma for the Ksiva can only be going in the opinion of Rav Elazar. So he's learning the Mishnah like Rav Elazar. With me for a moment. So it's inside. So it's talking about that there's an Omer uh, 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 Now, now, just in order to understand the entire Mishnah, therefore what you have to say is as follows. So the first half of the Mishnah, the first ruling of the Mishnah, that says, why can you use a Cherashite and a cotton? That's okay, not a problem. Why? Because there's no problem of Lishma. Because you have Omer al That's fine. Now, the second ruling in the Mishnah was that even though normally the get should be written by the husband and given to the wife, or the shoba should be written by the woman and given to the husband, you can flip it around. It doesn't take away from the integrity of the, uh, the document, right? Because at the end of the day, she's going to be magnet back to him. And anyway, what creates the viability of the the document. If it's going like Rabbi Lazar, then you have to say what created is the Misira, but that's not what the last line of the Mishnah said. She'en kiyuma get ela Says Rashi that you can still interpret a contra Rabbi Lazar. Since the Chachamim established that Adim are going to sign in the get as well, even though you don't need it, and they would normally use the same Adim for the Masira. So that's as if you're saying, anyway, the Kiyum is going to happen through the Adim Masira. That's how you have to squeeze that in in order to explain it. But the second point is, then according to the way we're just explaining right now, that that line is only going back on the case of the Isha Koseves Gita by Ish Kosevet. It's going on halacha number two. Because halacha number one, you don't have to make the line. Halacha number one, why can the Cherashot of the cotton ride it? It's got nothing to do with the Eidah Mesira. It's because it's okay you have somebody's Omen al-Gabba. Halacha number two, why can an Isha ride it? 
And why? Because the viability of it is going to be coming through the eight and the zero, so it's no problem. But then you have to say that that last line is only going back on halacha number two. It's not going back on halacha number one. I'm just giving you the intricacies of how to explain this correctly. Would have said the line earlier, the last line. No, so no. it's exactly after halacha right number, number two. It's going to halacha number two. It is saying it after halacha number two. The third line in the Mishnah, so after halacha number two, it's not going back on halacha number one. Oh, it's only going that actually makes it proves it. Okay. All right, so now, so Amalei Rav Nachman, uh, so Rav Nachman said, based on what you're saying, right, then lechora even a guy and other kuchan should be able to write again. Because the only problem the Chorah is going to be that it's lacking in Lishma. If you have somebody standing next to him, directing him, then the Chorah, that could... Now, all of the Alokas of Lishma are dealt with over here. I'm not going to get into machine matzahs. And, uh, you know, I mean, how do you have Lishma? If, if, right? So it's mashma that you can have somebody standing there and directing that it should be done Lishma. So therefore, like this, Amalei Rav Nachman, Elam Ata, Eivet Yechavim, Vishrael Oymet Al-Gabav, Hachanami Dekosher, should be kosher as well. Right? So he says, no, maybe an echonami. If you're already telling me om- that a gadol omad al gabab can include lishma, so maybe an echonami. What's the difference of cotton or to an Maybe it should work as well. Fatanya, the problem is that we have a beferish of raisa. What does the raisa say? Oivet kachavim pasul. That it says unequivocally oivet kachavim is pasul. Now, if you're telling me that it could work with a uh, uh, with with Oyvind uh, al-Gabog, then how can you state unequivocally that Oyvind Kuchavim is always possible? Sigmar so says a very interesting thought over here. Listen to what the one is going to say. The one is going to say, is in a Cheresh Shaita the Katan who don't have their own Das, you can direct them. You tell them, do it, and they'll do it. He says, Oyvind Kuchavim, since he has his own Das, even if you tell him to do something, you have no way of knowing at the end of the day when he's doing it, is it doing because of what you're telling him or doing it for his own das. And therefore, it's the, uh, 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 a Gadol Omid al-Gabav only helps under what circumstances? When it's someone that doesn't have das. It doesn't help if somebody has his own das. That's what the Mora is going to answer. So Mora says, Eivet Gechavim, the died of the Namshe Oven. Eivet Gechavim does it on his own das. He does it for his own will. This idea that an Omer can help you direct the Shema cannot help when somebody has his own das. It won't work. Now, Tyson asks a very important question over here. I should have mentioned it earlier. Tyson has a question. One second. So let's understand this for a moment. You're telling me that you can have a a a a a of a, a, a cotton right again with a gadol on al gabo, right? He says like this, I understand that it addresses the lishma issue, but the chorah, what about the fact that the husband, the father, I mean, the husband's responsible for writing the get, right? Now, if he's getting them to do it, they have to be acting as his shlip. How could that be a shliya? Chereshay to the cotton are not in the parish of Shlichus. So even though you took care of the problem of the Lishma, but how does it take care of the problem that they can't be his proxy? Says Taisa is a very important yesay. Taisa says, is when it says because of law, it just means the husband has to make sure that it happens. He doesn't have to actually write it himself. Since he doesn't have to write it himself, Therefore, what? It's not an agency. As long as he knows it gets written, it's not done in some situation. You only need agency where you have an obligation to get it done. But if you don't have an obligation to get it done yourself, or when you have the personal obligation, you don't need a shliach. It's just your responsibility to make sure it happens. Therefore, you don't need an agent for it. Well, that's probably not the wife. Well, how do you know he's not telling his wife to do it? And she is a shliach. But maybe it's because she maybe she becomes a shliach, maybe. But you can be a shliach. Doesn't say that it could be. It could be a shliach. Could be a shlich. It could be. Maybe you don't need actual shlichus. But she's in a partial shlichus. They're not in the partial shlichus. All right. Says more like this. Hadam Rav Nachman. Then Rav Nachman went back and he said as follows. He says, "Lav mil sehi de amri." He says that what I'm saying and the way I try to support. The way Rav Huna was learning, that it's going like the sheet of Rabbi Lozer. And the Ovet Yochavim, it's not a problem, because you can't instruct an Ovet Yochavim. To, he says, this interpretation doesn't work. Why? He says, We're going to see the next Mishnah says, Beferish. Who cannot be the Shliach? Let's actually say, who cannot be the Shliach to bring a get? 
to there from, from, from the husband to the wife. It meant cheresh shoiter cotton. We understand because their taka you need shlichus. There the husband has to give it. We're not talking about writing it, but giving it. Husband has to do it or get somebody who's a competent shliach. And there it speaks out, and it also is disqualified if you made the shliach the oved kochavim. Are you with me? So now, if there it speaks out that the Shlia, that the Ovid Gachavim is disqualified, and it didn't mention it in the earlier Mishnah, what did it tell you that an Ovid Gachavim is disqualified? How'd you get that? If it says, here it just says, Cherishai Kotma disqualified, does not mention Ovid Gachavim. The next Mishnah mentions who is disqualified, it says Cherishai Kotma and Ovid Gachavim. So what does it tell you about the earlier Mishnah? That it's okay to do. It's okay because he was no good, you should have mentioned him in the earlier Mishnah as well. So therefore, so what we're saying now is that an Ovid Gachavim would not be good because you can't have Lishma. That doesn't work because if that would be true, then it should have also included. Even it says Cherishai Bukhari, should have said also Evakhavan, like it does in the next Mishnah. So our interpretation of the Mishnah says Rav uh, Rachman doesn't work. So therefore, like this. So therefore, In the next Mishnah, when it says that the Avikacham is disqualified for the bringing of the get, we can infer the Le'inyan Ksiva that concerning the writing of the get, Hitakodikasher would be okay. It would be okay to go ahead and use him. All right. Now, the Chora, how could that be? Okay, how could that be? All right. Actually, uh, in our Mishnah, it doesn't mention that it's possible. It mentions kosher. Yeah, but it should have... What's it? But it doesn't mention that other Kachamim specifically is possible. But it doesn't, doesn't mention, mention that it's Muslim. Awesome. It doesn't mention that they are Kshirim. It doesn't mention Ovet Kachavim. But again, I, I hear you, but I, it also, the fact that it says Dafka that he's Puzzle over there, it should have also mentioned that he's Puzzle over here. The fact, because it does say Hakol Kshirim. Hakol Kshirim includes Ovet Kachavim. It includes everybody's Kachavim, even Kharashat of Katan. But you're going to tell me, not Ovet Kachavim. If it's Mamish means not Ovet Kachavim, it should specifically say not Ovet Kachavim. Like you say in the next mission, it's not Ovet Kachavim. So be that Avicham is kosher. So now the problem is, but how could he be kosher? The Chorah, you can't, he said you can't impute Lishma, especially if it's an honor. Must be, says Rav Nachman, I, I'm going to explain that side, our Mishnah is actually not going like Rav Eloza. Mm-hmm. Our Mishnah is going like the opinion of Rav Meir. And if it's going like the opinion of Rav Meir, so therefore, you don't have to worry about Lishma. By the writing of the get. Why don't you have to worry about the Shema of the writing of the get? Because the cost of law, the Shema is not going on the writing on the Torah from the well, Torah. It's going to going, it's going on the Hasina. I'm out of there. Are you, for sure, the mission is not talking about the signing. The signing, for sure, you have to have a kosher aid and can't be So therefore, comes away, comes along, uh, Rab, Rab Nach, when he says the completely different way of learning the Mishnah. Everybody's kosher for the writing of the get. Not a problem. And you don't need an Agadal Omid al Gabab. Why don't you need Gadal Omar al We don't need Lishma. We don't need Lishma. Alright? And therefore, that last line, now that last line, because anyway, Omid al Kamid got to do his signatures, he's not just going on the second halacha, that's also now going on the first halacha as well, because all the sheets are merits. All you need to focus on the signatures have to be done correctly, then the get can be used. It's all going like Rav Meir. Let's read inside. So when I say this follows, Vatanya, Oyvet Kuchavim, where's the place? Where's the place? No. So therefore, it's mashma. We're saying now that according to ton of our mishnah, an oivet yuchavim could even do the writing because you don't have to tell the shmo. I we just said there's a brayster that says that an oivet yuchavim cannot write to get. The Bryce that says you cannot use an Ovid Kachavim to write to get that target going like Rabbi Loza, which makes sense, because according to Rabbi Loza, the Ksiva has to be done in the Shema. You can't use an Ovid Kachavim. Rabbi Loza, he, Dama Edom Estira Karti, that he learns that the Edom Estira are what is that executes the get. And when the Pazit says Vakasav, it's actually going on the Ksiva, or by inner Ksiva Lishma, and the Ksiva has to be Lishma, and therefore, Vahabada Ovid Kachavim, 
and therefore you can't use an Ovid Gachavim to write the get, even with a Cherim Omid al because you won't have the Shmuel, because he does it for his, um, based on his own dance. He doesn't do it on the, on the instruction. So therefore it comes out, and our Mishnah therefore is going according to Rav Nachman anyway. It's going according to which Shita? Going according to Shita Rav Meir. So we have Machlok. So Rav Huna said our Mishnah is going on Shita Rav Lazar, and according to Rav Nachman it's going according to Shita of Rav Meir. For sure not. They, you have to have signatures. They're not, they have to be Adam. Now, Amar Rav Nachman, uh, uh, Amar says like this, Amar Rav Nachman, Omer Hayer Rav Meir, so Rav Nachman said like this, this is a standalone statement, which is based, predicated on what Rav Nachman said before, Omer Hayer Rav Meir, Afilu Matzah Ba'ashva, let's say you found a get in the garbage dump, you found a get that was written that, uh, that, uh, Nachman is, 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 is divorcing sorrow. And, you, and for sure it wasn't written for this Nachman, it wasn't written for this Sarah, you just found, you found the get, like this, maybe it doesn't even mention the names, because it might be the, yeah, even, uh, even if it mentions the names, because it's, according to Rav Meir, you don't even, even the Torah doesn't even have to be Lishma, the only thing that has to be Lishma is the actual Chasima, so therefore, Chasmai, if you signed it Lishma, Benasna Law, and you give it, Kosher, that's it, that's his sheet, that's Kosher, okay. So Rabbi asked Rabbi Nachman the following question. I, we've learned the following, we've had many times, the Pazak says, the Kosov law, we had it uh, previously, and we have it now again, it says Kosov law is Lishma, it means it has to be done Lishma, so how do you deal with that, if it says the Kosov law, Lishma, and you're telling me you can just pick up a get from the, uh, from, from, from the garbage and use it? So my love, is it a mean, does it a mean, like it says, that the Ksiva Saget, that has to be Lishma, he says, no, that's not how Rav Meir is going to explain it, like we've been saying all along. What is the cost of law according to Rav Meir? The Chassima, the Chassima is A, that's what it's referring to. A, Rav asked another question, Rav Nachman, so call get Shenechtav, Shalolashum Isha, that if a get was written without having the, the woman in particular in mind, it's possible, Lechari, what do you see, that the Ksiva has to be done, Lishma. So Amos, more <coughs> answers, that why is the apostle over there? When it says that it was written, it's not referring to the Torah from the Tophas. What does it refer to was written that makes it possible? It's this A, the Chasima was done Is that it means is possible. Next question. When we learned this earlier before, if you write part of it, it's actually referring to that if the Torah was written Lishma, that's all that we care about. As long as we notice that the Torah was done Lishma, then the rest of the get is going to be kosher. You can assume that the rest of it was done Lishma. As long as you saw part of it, which is the Torah was done Lishma, then it's okay. That's as if the rest of it is done Lishma. Now, Lechora, what my love isn't the simple shot in that Brisa. As long as the Torah is written Lishma, you can also rely on the fact that the Tophah is on Lishma. Even though we said you don't need the Tophah is on Lishma. But maybe we drop on, you need Lishma. But the bottom line is, as the key thing that you have to know is that the Torah was done Lishma, then you can assume everything else is done Lishma as well. Now, what's the Kasha over there? The Kasha on Rav Meir, we just said according to Rav Meir, what? You don't even need the Torah of done Lishma either. And the only thing that needs to be Lishma... Someone says like this. So, lo, lo. So, Mara says, no. So, what you're assuming, you're assuming you saw part of it down Lishma, then the rest of it's okay, it's going on the Torah. Rav Meir would learn that, Brisa means, it means that if, if you saw that the signatures were down Lishma, then the rest of it's okay. That's how you would have to read, not going on the Torah. Whereas, lo, because you chosma Lishma, it was signed Lishma, kila chosma Lishma, then you can assume the rest of it's down Lishma. Again, you don't need it to be down Lishma, but it should be done that way, the chachila should be done that way, but the point is that it's the, but that's what the going on the chasim and not on the Torah. Or another way you can actually understand this. Remember, we're asking from a brisa on Rav Meir. Rav Meir himself is a Tana. And the brisa seems to say that the Ksiva has to be done in Lishma. And you ask him, Kasha, Meir doesn't say the Ksiva doesn't have Lishma. One way we just explain, whenever it says Ksiva, it means Chasima. The easiest way to answer is the brisa is reflecting whose opinion? Rav uh, No! We're asking on Rav Meir. Rav is referring to the opinion of Rav Lazar. That when it says that the, the writing has to be done in Lishma, yeah, talk, that's going like Rav Meir. That's what he says to me, Lishma. If I say, those Bratanoic statements are all going like Rav Lazar. The Amar Eidem Asira Karti, that's another, that's an easy way to explain. Now, Rav Yehuda Amar Shmuel is circling back to our Mishnah. So far we've had two ways of explaining the Mishnah. 
First way was going like the way Ravuna said, it's all going all like the opinion of Elazar. And why can you use a cherishet for cotton? I, you need ksiva lishma. A cherimom and al Second way is, it's not talking about a cherimom and al It actually could even be a guy. It's not a problem because the ksiva does not have to be lishma. So that's lima. That's the second way of learning it. Now we're going to have a third way of learning it. Now the third way also learns it like Rabbi Lozer. Learns it like Rabbi Lozer. And how is he going to explain it? So he's going to say as follows. Is that, it's also not talking about a cherem omed al gabba. So it's not a cherem omed al gabba. It's difficult. Why? Because how is there any observation of the Ishtar Tukadani? And so what? Why? Because you don't have the Shema. He says the way to read it is that the Mishnah is only talking about the Tophus. That when it says that you can have a get that's written by Cherishot of a cotton, is that if the Tophus was written by the Cherishot of a cotton, then it's okay. Because you don't need to have Lishma as long as you have the Lishma by the Torah. That would be okay. That's the third way. It's a little bit of a dolcha to fit it into the Mishnah. And we're going to see the one is not going to like it because of that. Let's see it inside. So therefore, That the way to understand the Mishnah could go like Rabbi Lozer. You don't need a cherem omed malgabav. And what is, why is it still kosher? Because they left over the makam torah And you can do the Torah. The Torah is going to become by competent people. And then it won't be a problem. That's all the that they left over the Torah. They did the Cherishat of Cotton did not uh, did not fill in the Torah. Now the uh Rablazer he and therefore it could go still being like Rabalazar. Rabzraika Am Rab Yechanan, he says Aina Taira. Rabzraika Am Rab Yechan is an Aina Taira. Aina Taira means is this is not correct. <laughs> Don't make this part of Torah Shabbat Peh. This is not the right way to understand this Mishnah. He says like this, My ain't a Torah. So Amr of Abba, Kano Diecha, She'en Koach Blishma. Is that Lechora, if you read the Mishnah correctly, what the Mishnah is trying to say is that there's no need for Lishma. Actually, what it really comes to say is you can use a Cherishot of a cotton. Why can you use a Cherishot of a cotton? Because you don't need Lishma. So to say, well, you only don't need Lishma for Torah and not for Torah, you're missing the main point. Right? So the way the Mishnah is written is it's kosher, even if they did it because you don't leave Lishma, only makes sense if it's going on the entire get. Not if it's only, not if it's going on even the pshat that Cherim Omid al Gabab is also a little difficult according to this Svara. Why? Because if the point is saying that you could even right. use a Cherishot of a cotton, it's telling me even a Cherishot of a cotton did it, there's no problem. Even to say that the Cherim Omid al Gabab is a little difficult to understand. Because then you're not really telling me anything about Cherishot of a cotton. You're saying is you need Lishma, but because of Cherim Omid al The simplest understanding of the way the Mishnah is, the way Rav Nachman says, it's actually going like the Shita of Rav Meir. And what it's saying is, is that even if a Cherishot of a cotton wrote the entire get, and even though there's no Cherim Omid al Gabab, it's still considered to be kosher. Why? Because for the Ksiva Saget, you don't lead Lishma. That's the simplest way to understand the Mishnah. Ah, how's it going to be kosher? Because it's going like Rav Meir. You don't have to worry about the Ksiva being Lishma. The only thing you have to worry about is the Chasima. So what really Rabbi Yochanan is saying is really not only just arguing on the, on the, the second way of explaining Rabbi Lozer, even on the first way, to make the Mishnah go like Rabbi Lozer, you have to do calisthenics over here, which is against the thrust of what the message is. The thrust of the message seems to be saying is, you can use Cherishai of a cotton. Why? Because you don't have to worry about Lishma. That seems to be not going like Rabbi Lozer at all. That seems, the whole Mishnah seems to really be following the opinion of Rabbi Meir. That's what Rabbi Yochanan is saying. Let's see it inside. Sigmar says as follows. That the Mishnah is trying to notify you that you don't leave Lishma and therefore the only position that could go in is the position of Rav Meir Amra Karti. Now, the one has a problem, because assuming usually in the Mishnahis that follow in order after, in, in the same perek for sure, seem to be all the same, the same position. The problem is yesterday, a couple of days ago, we were talking about the idea of that you have to have, uh, you cannot have mechubar. See that, 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 that when you, the, the, the cost of a nasan, there can't be anything interposing. And therefore, if it's on a tree and you have to cut down the branch, it's disqualified. And the, the, uh, we, we, we had an explanation in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, right? And 
we explained that Mishnah that you cannot use Mechubur, we ex- according to Rabbi Yochan, explained it going in the sheet of Rabbi Lazar. Now the last Mishnah, the last Mishnah that was discussing Mechubur, Rabbi Yochanan felt was going like the sheet of Rabbi Lazar, then how could it be that in this Mishnah, Rabbi Yochanan is coming along and saying that it's going like Rav Meir? Right? That's a problem. Someone says like this, Bechayra, uh, take a look, you go see what it was discussing over there. But uh, take my word for it. Rabbah, Rabbah, Bechana, Amrab Yechanan, said Rabbah Lozahi. Someone says, you're right. The only way you could explain it is, Amaroi Dinu, Valid Rabbi Yochanan. There's sometimes you have a situation where either Rabbi Yochanan changed his position and one student heard it when he was younger, the other student is older, or one was like half asleep and didn't hear it correctly. But the point is that these two statements, that one said Rabbi Yochanan said it's going like Rabbi Lozer, and yeah, Rabbi Yochanan said it's going like Rabbi Meir, are uh, exclusory, are the exclusive of one another. It's two different Amaroyim arguing as to how Rabbi Yochanan would have learned the entire parrot. Means the one that said that Rabbi Yochanan said over here it's Rabbi Lozer, I mean it's Rabbi Meir would have to go back there and also explain that it's going like Rabbi Meir. The one that said over there it's going like Rabbi Lozer would also learn over here that it's going like Rabbi Lozer. You can't mix and match it would not make sense. Alright, let's go on. Usually, usually, if it's one halacha right after the other, it should all make sense according to the same opinion. It doesn't make sense that Rebbe was the son of the Mishnayas with different opinions Makes and match. Generally, that would be the, the, without notifying us. Anyway, let's go on. All right. Now, this the previous mission that we just learned was talking about the writing. Now we're talking about the agency part of it, the shlichus, the delivering. Everybody is kosher to deliver a get. Except for is somebody that has lack of das. They don't have the mental uh, acuity to do it. The suma. We'll have to see why. A person that is blind cannot be an agent. cannot be an agent. Now, kibul hakotn vehigdil. Very interesting shayla. You have these always, always bar mitzvah tayra. You have like this. The, the husband gave it to a cotton a day before his bar mitzvah. So he gave it to him, and before he delivers it to the wife, he becomes bar mitzvah. So he became, became a godel along the way. Or, let's go through all the cases. So he said, give a cotton deal. Cherish, he was a deaf, he was deaf, then he spoke up, and then he got his faculty. Somehow they did surgery on him, whatever it is, and now he can hear, he can, he, right? Right. Summa, he was blind, but he spotted, and now he can see. Shaita, he, Shaita, he was an imbecile, finished up, and some kind of, he had some kind of, uh, epiphany, or not. Now he's back, he's, 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 he's normal again. Right? Or it's Ivan Kechavim and his Gayer. In all these cases, even though they're fit for agency the way they are right now, but when the agency began, at the point that the agency began, that agency began in a disqualified state, therefore, they cannot fulfill the agency because in the beginning of the agency they were disqualified. So therefore, possible. Now, now, what happens in the following scenario? What happens is, if it started out okay, then it uh, took uh, 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 took a turn for the worse, and then they came. So, example: the person was uh, was 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 uh, of stain a stain of stain mind. Became an, uh, was given the get to deliver. He had an episode along the way. Became a, a shaita, but then came back to himself. So it started off good and ended off good, but in between there was a problem. So let's see. Aval pikerch ben ischarej. So therefore, let's say he, he had his, he could hear, and, and then he became deaf. But chazmes but then he got his uh, his, his hearing uh, back. Pasuach, he was uh, he, had, he had his uh, his vision, but his time then became blind. But the chazav and his patach, then he got his vision back. Shofui, he was stable. Nishtata became an imbecile, and then chazav nishtava then became back mentally stable again. In all these cases, it will be kosher. Why? Because zeachlav, this is the rule. Kosher chilosavet seifer v'das that if you have mental competency at the beginning when the agency was created and at the end when the agency is executed even if there's a problem in the middle it doesn't affect the agency the agency is considered to be cut right now Bishloma says the word as follows I understand that Cheres Shoy to the cotton cannot be used for agency Pasha why? 
An agent has to be a bardas. He has to have seichel, right? He has to say We learn right based on sukkim. An agent has to have competency. All right. Even Ovid Gachavim. Even though you could argue Ovid Gachavim has competency, but we're going to see that the rule is you can only be an agent for something that you are in the parsha of obligation. So therefore, it has to apply to you. So therefore, if you are in the parsha of kedushin and gitin, you can be an agent for kedushin and gitin. But someone who's not in the parsha of kedushin and gitin cannot be your agent for executing a get understood. Also, they're not in the parsha being matter a woman with a get because they don't have a din of gets in themselves. But Summa, what's the reason you can't use someone who's blind? A person who's blind is mentally competent, right? but we don't find that blind person. Blind person is mentally competent. And it's also, it's high than Gittin Kedushin. He has to marry with Kedushin. He has to divorce with Gittin. So why can't someone who's a Summa be an agent? But it says like this, I'm my lawyer, why not? I'm Rav Sheish, it's practical, it's interesting, Rav Sheish was a blind himself. He said, because practically, he has to be able to identify who gave it to him. We worried he might be, he could be tricked, he's easily tricked. Because they could, you don't know for sure, he, he thinks that's the right person to give it to or to take it from. That's the problem. Practically, you're saying. So it says, my muscular Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef was also blind. There's two blind people arguing about this. Rabbi Yosef said, he says, like this, if that's what you rehold, that he's not allowed to be the shalia because he can be tricked, he says, hey, suma muta ishto. How's a blind person allowed to have relations with his wife? It might not be his wife. He doesn't know. How does he have a with his wife at night So then you can't be a shlepa. Which you do know the person. So don't say across the board he can't be. When he does know, then it should be okay. So it like this. So hachanami, it should be okay with this this ain't the color if you have the voice recognition. So Ella Amr Yosef, he says like this. So he has a whole different shot. Remember, the whole, since the beginning of the Torah, we're dealing with that you have to say the Fana Nesta, Fana Nesta, because it's brought from Chutzla Aris. He said, we're talking about over here, the get being brought from Chutzla Aris. There's nothing wrong with his shlichus. He could be a shlich. But what he cannot do is, he can't say the Fana Nesta, Fana Nesta, because he can't see. How could that voice recognition is not going to help you for that? And therefore, that's why it cannot be used. Because you cannot say before I next before I next them. So I'm Rabbi Yosef. Half the chutzpah is asking on the boiler member because he needs to say before I next before I next them. But loy matzul member, he's not able to do so. So I'm only Abayah. Abayah asked a valid question. It's a brilliant question. Listen to what Abayah is saying. So Abayah is saying is you're telling me that's the only problem. It's not a problem in the shlichus. It's a problem because he can't one another. So let me ask you a question. Let's say he had vision when he saw the get when the get was given to him. And he became blind along the way. Could get or could he, should he be able to deliver or not be able to deliver? He should. Why should he? Because he saw it. Because he, he could say, he could say, before before enough, because he did see it. He did became blind now. So, so maybe in a chamber, maybe that's not law. But what did we see? We said, the Mishnah says that if he was, he had vision, and then he became blind, and he got his vision again, then it's good. What implies is if he didn't get his vision back again, that can't be, because he can't say, so it says he went like this. So Moses says, Amalei Abai, Abai said to his Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef, Ela Ma'ata, based on what you're explaining right now, because he can't say, Vana Nech, Vana Nech, so Pasuach, let's say he had vision, then he stopped, and then he became blind, right? So Mati Amar, that he's able to say, Vana Nech, Vana Nech, so Hachinam De Kosher, that you should be kosher, right? Ah, that's not what the Mishnah says, because what did the Mishnah say? Vahakatani, the Mishnah said, if he's Pasuach, he had vision, then he stopped, and then he became blind, and then he became, had vision again, then it's considered what does that imply? Yeah. That if he never got his vision back, so then, so therefore, Chazan is Batak in only because he got his vision back. Loi, Chazan is Batak, he wouldn't have got his vision back. So then, Loi, so therefore, it should be disqualified. So, how, so that's, how's Rabbi Yosef going to answer? Whereby, right, right? It's much, but only because he got his vision back, it's good. He didn't get it. But the fire, the problem is because he only took the sign of death and he shouldn't have to get his vision back. What the Gemara is going to answer is, it's true. 
by the blind one. The blind one's the exception to that. But all the other ones has to be that he came back. He came back to his competency. He came back to that he got his uh, auditory ability back. So since it's, it's grouped together with the other ones, that's in order to, for, for it to be um, consistent with the other ones, that's the only reason it's set it up like the other ones. In truth, that really by the blind person, if he had vision and became blind, that would be okay. So why did it say that he went back and got his vision again? Because all the other ones are listed in that case. And there it has to be that way. So this was also thrown in there as well that way. But even if he never got his vision back, it still would be considered a good get. That's what, it's a bit of a dice, but that is what Rabbi Yosef is answering. Someone says, like, Hua did, you're right. That would be the aloha as well. Even if he never got his vision back, it would be okay. So why did he give a case where he got his vision back? But I did it on his started Because it's being linked together with all the mental incompetencies that the person was competent, then became incompetent. Now there, in order to deliver the get, you have to have that what? He received his competence, got his competency back. Right? Because of Nishtava, so time to Nishtava, that's only because he became competent again. Because over there, if he wouldn't have become competent again, it wouldn't work. So therefore, threw in that example as well, but just in order to keep the symmetry or to keep the uh, consistency of all the cases. But talk in that case, you don't have to have his vision come back just because the other ones, you do have to have that they got their abilities back because otherwise it would have been disqualified. Now, I'm Rav Ashi. Rav Ashi says that so we're going to sit here learning that behind me. And we're going to say, this sounds like a very tough terrace. He says, if you actually read the Mishnah carefully, you see that it really makes a lot of sense. Why? Because look at the way the rule is written. Zeaklau. What does it say the rule is? The rule it says is that anyone who, if there is mental competency when it starts and when it ends, then it's kosher. But even if there was a lack of competency in the middle. Now, it's interesting because mental competency is not addressing the case of the blind person. The blind person is not a question of mental competency. Really what I should have said, that if anyone is kosher in the beginning and is kosher in the end, then it's okay. doesn't give that as the case. So you see the only time it has to be in the beginning and, and the end okay is the case of mental competency. But it doesn't address the case of blind because the case of blind, you don't need it to be that it's good again at the end. So from the Zera cloud, you see that what we're saying that blind is different than the other cases actually could be Proven. Everyone hear the Raya? Dekanami, Dekanami, that if you medayak in the Mishnah, that if you read the Mishnah carefully, you'll see that what we're saying now is 100%. Dekanami, what does it say? Zeachal, this is the general rule. That if you had competency in the beginning, and you had the end, it's kosher. Now, Loikatani doesn't give the rule that that if you're kosher in the beginning, you're kosher in the end. It doesn't give the rule based on eligibility. It gives the rule based on mental competency. So therefore, Shmami no, from here you have a good raya that what we're saying is correct. So okay. What about Kharesh? Kharesh is mentally incompetent. He's mentally, mentally incompetent. Yes, usually it's there mute and dumb, usually. But Kharesh is considered mentally incompetent. <laughs> now, <laughs> let's go on. If you heard the, the uh, getting written, that's fine. But how do you know who wrote it? It's, it's, it's not that you have to know. You can see, you walk in, you see them doing it, you hear it, that's okay. Now, the more is going, we're going to now learn, learn a Shiloh, and I'm going to le- read this. Taisa disagrees with Rashi, but we're going to learn it the way Rashi understands it. Now, by me, name me Rav Ami. The name Yeshiva had the following Shiloh for, uh, to, from Rav, to Rav Ami. Evid, the Shiloh is an Evid Kanani. An Evid Kanani is tied in mitzvahs like an Isha. He said, Can an Evid, Mausha Yatsa Shliach Lekabal get Isha? Miyad Bala. Can an Evid, Kanani be the agent Meaning we learned, remember the way we introduced the Masechta is that you have a Shliach Lehalocha and you have a Shliach Lekabolo. That the man of the Shliach that the husband sends is called the Shliach Lehalocha. The Shliach that the woman sends is called the Shliach Lekabolo. Now the way it's being written is can you use an Evet Kanani as a Shliach Lekabolo. Says Rashi a couple of things which are very important in understanding the Sugya. Number one, says Rashi, we're not talking about her Evet Kanani. Because we already learned that an Evet Kanani, if you tie him up, has a status of a Chatzar. So therefore, so you see you could use the Evet, you could use Evet, you don't have to use him as a Shliach, you could use him as Chatzar. So therefore, says Rashi, we're discussing over here that it's the Evet Kanani of someone else. 
Can you use somebody else's Evakanani to be... Can the woman send the neighbor's Evakanani, go get my get for me? Can he be the Shliach Lekabola? The second point, Raji says, it happened to be that they just asked it about Shliach Lekabola. But really, the same Shiloh, as it makes fits into the rest of the Gemara, can also be the Shliach Lekabola. Because he's just asking, can an Evet be a Shliach? So therefore, that doesn't matter whether it's Shliach Lekabola or Shliach Lekabola. So even though it's couched in the terms of Shliach can she make it? But the same question could be, can the husband sin? That's the two points that Rashi makes over here. Now let's go on. So it like this. So it says as follows. Amaluhu. The fact that the Mishnah spoke out specifically that you can't use an Ovid Kuchavim, so what does that tell you? That he is kosher. Michlal de Ebed kosher, right? Now that's why Rashi learns it, because when the Mishnah was talking about Shlich Laholocha. Right? And we're talking about Shlach Lahalocha, there's no difference. Just having the, but in fact, you see that we said that Ovid Kuchavim can't be the agent, that implies that what? That Evakanani could be. Because the Evakanani is kosher. So Amravasi, Amravyoichanon. So Ravasi said that my Rebbe, Rabyoichanon, said, Aina Evid Nasa Shiva Kabul again. I understand the diaf you're making, you're making a nice diaf from the Mishnah, but my Rebbe, Rabyoichanon, said that what? That you cannot use an Evakanani as a Shliach to Makabal again. The God is now, we're going to see why. Because at the end of the day, he might be chayven mitzvahs like a woman, but Lamaisa, when an ever gets married, there's no mad, there's no kedushin for an ever knani, and there's no gittin for an ever knani. And since he's not in the parish of gittin and kedushin, therefore what? He can't be a shliach. Like we said, that's important. You have to be in the parsha to be able to be a shliach. So therefore, yeah, he might be better than an Ovid Kuchavim for certain things, but it doesn't make him better to be a shliach for this particular matter. Mm-hmm. So Masculo Ravalozer. So Ravalozer was another Talmud of Rabbi Yechonon. He had the following question. So you're saying really the determinant as whether or not you can be a shliach or not is, uh, is the mitzvah being discussed pertinent to you. That's the uh, issue. Let me explain outside what he's going to say. There is a huge machlokus whether an Evakuchavim, a Goy, or uh, the Kusim, or the Samarians, uh, the Samaritans, not very good Samaritans, but they were Samaritans who were living in, in Ejisrael at the time, whether their ownership of land takes away from the Kedusha Sa'aretz. means, how much do they actually own the land? Because they don't consider it to be like, it's, like, it's considered like a long-term lease, but not actually owning, then the Kedusha remains on the land, as opposed to if they mamash own it, they mafkia the Kedusha. What's the difference? The produce that they grow, is that Chayev in Trumas and Majah? If you hold Yesh Kenyan Lerichavim in Eretzisra, then on their land there is no Trumas and Majah. If you hold Ain Kenyan, then there is still Trumas and Majah. We're going to see this Mishnah we're going to say right now, holds uh, that an Ovechavim or a, uh, a Kusi cannot own land in Eretzisra. So even the land that they own is still Chayev in Trumas and Majah, but not only that. And if they themselves separated and say, this is the Truma, this is the Miser, it has a din of Trumas and Miser. One second. Now, so therefore, in Ivar Kachavim, right? Now, therefore, according to what Rabbi Yochanan just said, asks Rabbi Lozer, it should be that, let's say you send an Ivar Kachavim to take Truma for you. Should it work or should it not work? Why should it work? Because it could do it on its own. Because as long as you're in the parsha of the mitzvah, then it should be able to work. So for the laws of Trumas and Ayat, you should be able to have shlichus for an other kuchavim. And yet we're going to see that that's not the halacha. So that's what Rabbi Lohz is pushing back. Everyone have a question? You can have it for an other You mean for an other and Ovid kuchavim cannot be used as a shliach. Cannot be. But a Rabbi Yochanan, it should be. Because he is five in the mitzvah, if he separates, he's got a, it's pertinent to him. If he separates it, it becomes true, it becomes miser. That's the moral question. So the moral is like this. So time of the milsa, that your reasoning that you're explaining, according to Rabbi Yochanan, is the leysa, is that because since the Evet Kanani is not shayach to mitzvah of Gitin and Kedushin, he cannot be an agent. Haba milsa de iso. So time of the milsa, time of the milsa de leysa. It's only because something that is not applicable to him. Haba milsa de iso. But if something that would be, the isa that would be applicable to him, if the mitzvah applicable to him, would be kosher. It should be kosher even not only for an Evet Kanani, it should be kosher even for an because you're saying is the litmus test is can you be an agent or not 
is determined by is the mitzvah pertinent to him. Or a kusi, which also, according to this opinion, had the dinim of Ovid Kuchavim. The isnu betaris that they are in the parsha of taking their own trumas and maizus, because this opinion holds that an elder kachavim cannot remove the kedusha from the land by just live, by by owning the land. The snan we learned in the mishnah. Elder kachavim akusi shetarimu mishalahem if they separate their own truma truma son truma. So therefore, we've just established baseline that an elder kachavim is pertinent to the mitzvah of trumas and maizus. Yet, but not, and we learned, this is in Masechus Kedushin, what does it say over there? It says, Oivet Gechavim Shetaram Shel Yisroel, that if an Oivet Gechavim separated Truma on behalf of a Yisroel, Avila Bashut, even if he told him, go and do it, ain't Truma say Truma. Right? It's not, it doesn't work. My timer, what is the reason? Because Mishlav is at Nabishum Dechsev, the Buzzard says, Gamatem Tarimu. This is in the second tradition, we learn the laws of agency from here. It says, Gamat also you shall separate. The word also doesn't belong then. So what do we learn from the word Gam? That teaches you that not only you can do it, but you can also send an agent to do it on your behalf. But must be, what we're saying is, that you have to be similar to your agent. How do you have to be similar to your agent? Just as you are Jewish, your agent, that's what it's saying. And therefore, an over- that's the reason why an over cannot be, because he's not like you. He's not Jewish, right? That, that's the chayra, what the reason is. It has nothing to do with whether or not he's in a, he, the, the mitzvah is applicable to him. Someone says, Gamatem, Ma'atem Yisrael, just as you are Yidden, Avshalom Shluchachem Yisrael, so too your agents have to be Yidden. Now let's circle back and explain this. Therefore it comes out, Professor Rabbi Loz's question, therefore Rabbi Yochanan, so the question is, that Rabbi Loz is asking, how could Rabbi Yochanan say that the basis for not including an, an, an Evet Kanani to be a Shliach in Gittin, in, in Gittin, because it's not Shaykh to the midst of Gittin Kedushin, if the Pshat in Gamatem is that you have to be a Yid to be a Shliach, then an, an Evet Kanani could never be a Shliach, irrespective of whether or not he has a connection to the mitzvah or not. He's not Gamatem. If it's Lerabos, it's a Shliach. If it's a Shliach of Yisroel, that excludes him. And so what's Rabbi Yochanan talking about saying is only because he doesn't have a connection to the mitzvah. That's the Morris question. Amri Debe Rav Yana in Yeshiva Rav Yanai, they answered the following is that the way you're learning the Gamatem the Gam is to tell you that, that the Shliach has got to be like the Meshaleach like you you're not, it's, not because, it's not based on that you both have to be Yisrael that's not the Pshad what is the Pshad? he says Loi Ma'atem Bnei Bris that means just as you are chayv in the mitzvah of brismila, so to your agents have to be chayv in the mitzvah of brismila, and that's why an ovet kochavim cannot. That's why it's exclude because he's not in the parsha of brismila. That is that is the shot in and then evet kanani could be a shliach. Why could an evet kanani be a shliach? Because an evet kanani is in the parsha of brismila. All right, I'm Rabbi is that if you're not in the parsha of Gittin and Kedushin, you cannot be an agent, which therefore excludes an Eved, right, and it's only an Eved that belongs to someone else, because your own Eved, you don't have to come on to Shlich, because your own Eved could be Chatzir, like we said. Now, mm-hmm. however, continues Rabbi Yon, the, 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 the statement, but even though we learned, right, at let's say a person goes to a woman and says to her, she's, she, she's, she's his uh, maidservant, he says to her, I, you, you are still going to remain a Shifcha, but Vladech, but I want your offspring to become Ben Chorin. And I'm giving you the, 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 the Shtar Shechur that you should accept it on behalf of your offspring, right? Imhaisa Ubara, if she actually was pregnant, Zoksaloi, that it works. Now let's just say, we're going to have to see a question on this in a moment. But basically, just what was the statement according to Yochanan right now? Basically, two statements. The first one is, you cannot use an Evet Knani for Gittin and Kedushin. Why? 
Because they're not in the parish of Gitan Kedushin. Right? He says, and, and even though that's true, you cannot do it. However, even so, if you tell a shifra that you own, that I want you to accept the get on behalf of your uber, he, when that uber is born, he will go free. Right? Now the Gemara says, I don't understand how this segues. What is the afalpi? Right? The Chorus, but one has nothing to do with the other. Get in the Kedushin, I understand she cannot be the Shliach. Why? Because she's not shy to the Mitzvah. Shichrur, right? She is Shayach. So what's the. And even though. Why do you have to bring. It's really two separate standalone things. What's one have to segue to the. One doesn't segue to the other. It's separate, it's a separate aloha. That's the Gemara's problem here. So Gemara says like this. So therefore, uh, let's read inside. Uh, my, what does it mean? What's the segue, the connection to the next piece? Why do they have to say that? That's a separate, that, that, that's a separate reason. There she is shy to get in, uh, to, to get shikhrer of an event. So why wouldn't she be able to accept it on behalf of the Uber? So he also have Shmuel Bar Yehuda, Amr Rabbi Yochanan. Shmuel Bar Yehuda came from Eretz Yisrael. He explained Shad Rabbi Yochanan. He says Tarti. That actually Rabbi Yochanan, he said Rabbi Yochanan Tarti. Rabbi Yochanan actually said two halachas. The, the third thing that it segues is on what's missing. There's going to be a second thing that he said, and then you'll understand the afalpi. Alright? So we're going to explain. Rabbi Yochanan said more than was just recorded. What did he say over here? So he says like this. Now in order to understand this, let me explain to you something else. The Chorah, if I want to give my Eved a get Shikhrur, you have a problem. Because the law is Mashakana Eved, Kana Rabu. Whatever your, your Eved acquires automatically is yours. So how do you ever give a de- God document of emancipation to your Eved? There are opinions. You have to do it to a third party. Because you can't give it to your Eved. Because as soon as you put it into his hand, it's yours. It's yours again. So you never gave it to him. So there is an opinion we're going to go that says that Gito Echad is that it, it happens simultaneously. The second you put it in his hand, he's, he's already released. It works. Now, the Chorah, that is, is, that, that's what you have, to, you have to understand. That's the work. But it's a special din because as soon as you put it into his hand, he becomes released and therefore he can accept it. It's like you have to, it's like, it's, and that, that, that allows him to also accept it because it is coming released at the same time. Now, based on that, keep that in mind. So therefore, so nirin devarim, that uh, what did Rabbi Yochanan say? He said it would appear, it makes sense to say, Sha'evid mekabel get lechaveiro miyad rabo shel chaveiro. That, that an Evid, let's say, uh, Evid A is owned by Ruben, and, 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 and Evid B is owned by Shimon. Let's say Shimon's master wants to give Ruvain's Eved, the document for Shimon's Eved. Uh-huh. Right? Ruvain's, Shimon's master, Shimon's, Shimon's not here right now. Shimon's, I mean, Shimon's Eved is not here. Somewhere else. But Shimon wants to let him go. So he calls Ruvain's Eved, I'm giving this to you that you should be it on behalf of the, my fellow Evan. The heart of that works. Why? Because you don't have a problem. Over there you're not going to have a problem because he's giving it to somebody as if Ruben. Uh, so well, even if it's considered Ruben's yard, but it might be given to a third party to accept it on behalf of his own Evan, his Evan will go free. However, let's say Ruben has two Avadim. And Ruben says to his Evan one, I want you to accept this on behalf of my other Evan. That won't work. Why won't that work? Because the other Evid doesn't have any ownership. It's because all as soon as you put it in Ruben's Evid number one, it goes back to Ruben. The only way it works is if you gave it to Ruben's Evid to, for him to become free. Then you can say, Gitova Evid buying Ka'achas. But here you're not giving it to him for him to become free. You're giving for the other Evid to become free. If it's owned by the same person, it won't work. Right? But if you give it for somebody else's Evid, it will work. That makes sense, right? So we explain that. So uh, therefore like this. So therefore, Nirin Dvarim Shah Evid, Mekabel Get Lechavero, and Evid can accept the get for his friend, Miyad Rabo Shal Chavero, for, for, for Shimon's Evid. Ruben's Evid can accept for Shimon's Evid. Avalo Miyad Rabo Shalo. But Ruben Evid number one cannot accept it for Ruben's Evid number two. Now, you're going to ask me, Akasha, see, that was the sec- this is what the halacha was second thing. The first thing he said, an Evid can't be used for getting Kedushin. Done. Now he said the second thing, that an Evid cannot accept for another Evid if they have the same owner, right? 
So you're going to ask me a question. Somebody whispers to you and says, "What We haven't accepted halacha. Everybody knows about the halacha. That what? That if a woman is pregnant, a shifcha was pregnant, you can go to the shifcha and you can say to her that I want, I'm not letting you free. You're still my shifcha. But you can accept this on behalf of your Uber. I, Lechoro, we just said now it should be difficult. Why? Because this is similar to what case? From the same master. We said to Abedim, why not have a can acceptance? So why could a shifcha accept it? For the Uber that's inside her. So the way to answer this person that's going to ask you this question says that that based on the interpretation of two great people of the generation, Rav Zera and Rav Shmuel Bar that combining them together, you can explain it. What is the pshat? Let me explain it outside. Number one, we're going to see is that, that the halacha is you can, you can release half an ever. Very strange thing. I can go to an Ebed, I can say, only 50% of you is released. There is a concept of that. Some say, no, if you release an Ebed, the whole Ebed, no. You can release half an Ebed. So that's concept number one. The second concept is that how do we view an Uber? Is an Uber a separate entity or is it part of the woman? We're going to see that Uber is part of the woman. So therefore, the reason why the woman can accept on behalf of Evan because it's one entity and you're releasing half of her. So she can accept it for, for herself. In fact, half of her is becoming free. And so using those two concepts together, that's how we can explain it. It's different when it's one Evan accepting it for another Evan with the same master. There, talking doesn't work. But when it's your own goof, which you can accept half or half, then if it can work. So when it says like this, so therefore, who are the Rabzeira and Amr Shmobar Yitzchak? Amr, one of these two said, Hamani Rebihi, that understanding the sheet of Rabbi Yochanan, you have to know the sheet of Rebi. The Amr, Hamashach and Chatzi Abdo. Someone released half an Evid, Kana, you can, you can be released 50%. The Chad Amr, and the second thing that you have to know is, that my time of the Rebbe, you have to understand what's shot in Rebbe, Baha, in this idea, is because you explained that the Uber is considered like the fire of the woman. It's part of her, it's not a separate entity, it's not an independent entity. It's part of her, and it's as if you're telling her, part of one of your limbs go free. It's like saying part of you goes free, which we saw that you can go ahead and do. And that's why it works. And that's the difference between this case and trying to let go one Evan should accept for another Evan which doesn't work this case actually does work. Everyone stop over here. So, so, so can we say that uh, 